this is a podcast. So uh, I have a follow-up to something that's been mentioned on a lot of prior episodes. The fact that you start with so. No, you start with so. I picked it up from you. I learned from you, the podcast master. Are you wearing a golf shirt that is from a golf course? I am. I like that. That's, however, not what I'm following up on. Okay. But we are going to go play golf in an hour. Um, I started watching Mad Men, finally. Mm. And uh, I have to say, it's very uh, engaging. Yeah? But it's not as cliffhangery shocking as i was expecting now i mean i didn't know how much have you watched uh four episodes okay so um i don't know why but i got the impression that that there was you know i don't know what i'm trying to say i got the impression that it was almost going to be like alias in terms of you'd get to the end and be like or 24 or something and you get to the end and be like i gotta see what happens next like this this who can believe these these really? plot twists and things? Yeah, for some reason I had that. A lot impression. of like suspense and intrigue or whatever. More, yeah, but like drama based, obviously not like action okay. based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but I didn't get that, and so I was kind of confused. Like at the end of the first episode, in the first episode, you know, you meet Don Draper, and he he sneaks off from work and has this tryst with some woman in an apartment and stuff, and blah blah blah. And then at the end of the episode. He, you see him go home, and it's. I think it's supposed to be like a shock that he's got a wife and kids. Like, oh my god, he was just with this other woman. And I was like, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't really <laughs> standard fare. That's, that's how I live my life. It wasn't very like shocking or like double life. Well, could but, it be that you already knew that, and therefore, like, the reveal wasn't as big, or maybe? But but then in, in subsequent episodes, there were more like some guy recognizes him on a train and calls him a different name, and he's like, "No, you must have me confused." But you get the idea, like, there's something there, mm-hmm. you know? Do so, you know? Because I know what that's about. I you do you know anything about that? Just barely. Okay. So, okay. but um, so it's not. It's I thought it was gonna like grab you instantly, and mm-hmm. and I mean, I expected I'd want to watch like the entire season in a day. My understanding of it is that it's more about the acting and like the way that they've recreated that period of time and things like that. And that is excellent. And that the one girl has really big boobs or something. The red-haired secretary girl? I think so. Yeah. Christina Hendricks? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, yeah, it is great the way they... Re- I mean, not that I know. Not that I was around in 1960, but it, it's really great the way they recreated it. And... Uh, Everyone constantly smoking. I, it's got to be some parody. I can't imagine. I mean, I know that <laughs> I know that a lot of people smoke. And I know the ads were like, smoke after dinner, it helps digestion and right. things. But I can't imagine that it was just like that constant. And indoors. They didn't have like great, they didn't have central heating and air, right? I mean, they didn't have these yeah. fans and things. So I can't imagine smoking in your house all hmm. the time. But it's great. But it, uh, and then there's also a lot of drinking bourbon, which gets me to... This story, yesterday I was at lunch with Will, my work wife, and we're sitting at the bar at Il Fernayo, and The guy you have trysts in apartments with? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, he wishes. So <laughs> wow. at the other end of the bar, there's this girl with a you know, Diet Coke and a salad having lunch, and this other girl comes in to meet her, and she looks our age, I might say even younger, okay. more late 20s than early 30s, um, and the bartender comes over and oh, you know, would you like to see a lunch menu, can I get you something to drink? And she's like, and it's like quarter to 12, 12, barely. I'll have a shot of Makers. And so, I, you know, of course I perked up and looked over. <laughs> and the bartender's like, certainly, you know, on the rocks are neat. And she's like, neat. 
like, holy shit. <laughs> this girl's more of a man than I am. And then, you know, she sat there and her friend caught up. She drank her bourbon. And like, that was it. And I was like, who are you? And how can I be you? That on a weekday, you just walk in, you know, order a drink. It was very Mad Men-esque. Was she, was she dressed like in business attire? No, no. She was wearing, she was wearing like a dress, but like a casual, you know, I'm, I'm a woman going shopping dress. She didn't look like... Was she good looking? She wasn't that good looking, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I wish she was better looking. Her mannerisms, though, were attractive. I, maybe that would make it easier to go over to her, actually, and say, like, I'm very impressed with your... What's your deal? Yeah. She didn't look like she, like, uh, she didn't look like super wealthy or, like, you know, a trophy wife that just does nothing all day but meet her friend for lunch and, and sip bourbon. Right. She just seemed like a normal, maybe even college student-y wow. looking. Yeah. It's awesome. Her dad must be a real man, I'm guessing. I bet he has a mustache. I bet he does. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even a couple of mustaches. Yeah. So I'm All diving right. into Mad Men. I, I'm excited. I would like to also, um, but I know, I, I, I feel like it's not that far away from ending, like a couple more seasons or something maybe. I don't know. Um, I'll probably wait till it's all over and then... One big marathon? Yeah. I, although, you know, that it's one of the tough things about a show like that is um, it's an hour. You know, it's a lot easier to catch up on shows that are only a half hour, but, you know, like catching up on Lost from the beginning would be really... They go pretty fast because there's a lot of different... There are commercials though, right? Well, not on DVD. Right. But it's... it. My point is... It's not an HBO show that's actually like an hour right. long. It's it's yeah. the standard, you know. It's probably more 40, like 45 minutes, minutes or something, right. yeah. Okay. But it goes fast because there's several plots going on and things. Oh, also the girl from Community is in it. The one that's cute on Community, the dark-haired one. Alison Brie? Yes. She doesn't look as cute here for some reason. Like, Maybe it's the 60s-ification. Yeah. That's a word. But, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Because oh. I recognized her at first, and I was like, oh, that's the girl from Community. And I was like, oh. I was thinking about this question, I think yesterday, like, if I could just pause time and watch, yeah, exactly, like, watch one, uh, series that I'd never seen before and watched it in its entirety, what would it be? One day at a time? Yeah. (laughs) You never watched one day at a time? Oh, okay, never watched before, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. For you, you mean, or for me? For, yeah, for you. Well, up until a couple days ago, it would have been Mad Men. Yeah. I would maybe say I heard a lot of good things about the Shield. Oh, I heard a lot of good things about the Wire. Oh, that too. You know, what? here's the thing with the Wire, that. and I've talked to Zach about it before because he he wanted to get me interested in it. Um, I watched the first episode, mm-hmm. and there were some interesting parts to it, but it was really hard to get into. And I've heard it's one of those shows you got to watch three, four episodes right. to really get into it. But it's, there's like a lot of characters, and it's very dense and things like that. But you know, so many people say it's like the greatest show ever and things like that, so... Right. Yeah. I, I feel like any show's like that. From the beginning, you've got to give it time. Because the first episode, most times they're going to try and cram in a bunch of backstory and exposition, yeah. and it's not just going to be a, a typical episode. Well, we'll talk a little bit later in this podcast about uh, pilots. Okay. And, um, Sully? Yes, definitely. And pilots and flight attendants? And uh, from Airplane, the pilot? Robert mm. Stack? Captain Over? No. Oh, not Robert Stack. Peter Graves. Peter Graves. They're very similar guys, those two, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Okay, so I have a question for you before we start on our main topic today. Okay. Which is television. So we started with television, we're going to step away for a moment, and then return to television. We'll bookend with television. There you go. Um, 
I have a scenario for you, and I want to ask what you would do in this scenario. Is it like a fight or flight scenario? No, it's okay. it. This is a true story that I heard from Amanda. Okay, and uh, I'm putting you in the situation that this person was in. Lay it on me. So I'm substituting, you know, right. so on and so forth. No, I get it. Okay. So five years ago, you had a dog. Yes. And you loved that dog, and you accidentally ran over that dog and killed it. Oh god. But you immediately went out, like, that same day or the next day and bought a new dog that was, like, the same kind of dog. Am I trying to fool someone? No, no, okay. no, no. Because it's your dog. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's your dog. Uh, anyway. What's that from? Uh, road, road Trip. trip yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's okay because it's your dog. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay, so, so I'm not, so I'm not like, you're buying it. it no, you're not, you're okay, not, you're not yeah. trying to hide it from a kid okay. or anything. You're just replacing it because you are. Do I live alone? Person. Um, no, you have a okay. wife. Okay. And that wife is Rachel in this scenario. Oh, good for me. Um, so anyway, you then have had that dog now for five years. Dog 2.0. Dog 2.0. Right. You've had that dog and love that dog. That's your dog. One day you're at work mm-hmm. and Rachel calls you mm-hmm. and she tells you that she ran over your dog. <laughs> okay. You probably would laugh now, in that scenario. No. And Rachel knows that it was me that ran over the first dog? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Rachel was there for the first okay, okay. incident. Yeah. So she calls, she says, honey, I'm sorry, I ran over your dog, and it's, like, messy, and so I didn't want you to have to see it or anything like that, yeah. so I went to, I took it to, like, the vet or whatever to dispose of the body, but I had to take, like, 250 bucks out of the ATM to, to do that. For uh-huh. some reason, I don't know why she wouldn't pay the credit card, but in this case, right. she did. Okay. So she goes, you know, I had the vet dispose of the body, so you don't have to worry about it at all. Uh-huh. Okay. So a couple days later, you go over to Liz's house. Oh, I thought that was going to be my reaction. My reaction was going to be, 250 bucks? Come on. <laughs> Dig a hole. A couple days later, you go over to Liz's house. <laughs> okay. Okay. And as you pull up, you see, and I'm imagining Liz's house, because I think it's where I still saw that time, right? Where it's... Yeah. On Carlson? On, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so you're pulling up. And as you pull up, you see her neighbors, and her neighbor has a kid that's outside. Okay. The kid is playing with your dog. Oh. Not a dog that looks like your dog. Right. But your dog. Like, when he sees you, he runs over to you, <laughs> and he recognizes you as the owner. Right. And you're like, what the hell? This is my dog. And he's like, oh, no, your wife sold it to me. Mm. What, what do you do in that scenario? It, okay, I gotta ask. Is this based on a real life? This is based on a real, yeah, a guy that works at Amanda's job. This happened to him. His wife wow. did, actually did that. Uh, so not only not only did she sell your dog, but she lied to you by right. saying that she ran it over. So did did in, which is the thing that was so painful for you five years ago? Right. And then she takes money out, not to dispose of the body, but to get more money for herself. Does she? Uh, did she not like the dog? Does Rachel like not like the dog? Not want the dog? I don't know. That's really tough. Yeah, that's hard to bounce back from. Well, I I can't picture Rachel doing that, but I think that if there seems to be like there's more going on, like like she has mental problems or something. Yeah, like <laughs> like this is the thing I found out about. But what else over the last five years or more have have I been lied to about? That would be a big thing. I might have to send her packing. That's that's the thing is like he didn't go home that night when yeah. he found out about it. He he's like he couldn't go home. Right. He took the dog and went 
you know, to his brother's house or something like that. Yeah. Because, that might be, you know, my whole, uh, is it bad enough to get divorced over? Yeah. That might be... It might, I mean... That's a big... Tr- I think, it's silly to think that it's like a dog. It's not like a kid or anything. Right. But the trust that's involved in I that... I feel like that's like, worse than, like, being cheated on or something. Because at least then it's like, yeah, well, I had an affair with, you know, this other person and what, it's over now and what... Like, you know, that's tough. Yeah. But this is just, like, creepy, devious. devious. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not cool. I agree. Plus, I'd pick a dog over a chick any day. <laughs> I like dogs. I I had to on a, as a side note, we had to take Mookie into the vet yesterday. Um, or did you? No, we did. Okay. Um, and it cost more than two hundred fifty bucks. Uh, he when we when we taken him in last time, his teeth he had like really bad teeth issues, and mm-hmm. so the doctor thought that we were gonna have to like. Is he British? Yeah. <laughs> thought we were gonna have to pull like he said like four to six teeth. Wow. So we took him in, and he got put under and everything, and they did the X rays of his mouth, and it turned out that he didn't have to have any teeth pulled. Oh. Which was great. We were like really excited. Was it the same doctor? Yeah. Oh. But they didn't do they didn't do the X ray and everything beforehand. But like they put him, you know, they gave him right. anesthesia and like morphine and stuff. So when he came out, you know, he was like when we went and got him, he was all like like he was super high, even more us. wobbly than usual. Yeah. And like it was sad, but you know, anytime with anesthesia, you know, there's a chance. You know, when you actually put someone out, there's a chance. I was really worried that like yeah. something was going to happen to him. Did you get billed for this? Yeah, well, because they did clean his teeth and everything. Oh, okay. And, and they did this some It seems tests. like a scam, though. Oh, we're going right. to pull teeth. Oh, right. we put him under his spine. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Uh, but, like, apparently has some, like, liver, p- possible liver issues or something. But with dogs, apparently... I like, knew that drinking would catch up yeah, to him. totally. I was like, hey, have some bourbon, buddy. Mookie has cirrhosis. Um, he, uh, I guess, like, when you, when you have really bad tartar buildup and stuff with dogs, it can sometimes lead to other health problems, so... Mm. The doctor said maybe with with having done that, it, it could end those liver issues. I was like, wow, I maybe I need to brush my teeth more. Yeah. It helps my liver. That sounds like that functions. foot doctor Phil used to go to. Mm, the reflexologist? They poke yeah. his foot and I actually like, went oh, with him to your that kidneys are broken. Yeah. I never went in. I dropped him off there once. Yeah. He was like doing little electric pulses on his fingers. Yeah. But the, the therapist, the massage therapist I went to did that too. Pretty good. She was... All mapped out. You know, I, I always thought that thing sounded like a bunch of BS, but when Phil said that the guy could tell from poking his foot that he masturbated too much, <laughs> I said, maybe there is something You to have this. an overbearing mother? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. To the matter at hand. Are you ready for the great debate? I am ready for the great debate. Um, we teased this a few weeks ago, I think. Oh, did we? Well, we were talking about how our podcasts were too sports related, and then we needed to have a nine hundred two hundred podcast for Sartor. Done. Did you did you contact her at all? I didn't. Oh, I've been busy. Okay. Um, and we decided to have a Beverly Hills nine hundred two hundred versus Dawson's Creek debate. debate as to which was the greater show. Right. Okay. I will be representing the nine hundred two hundred camp, and I of course will be representing the. <laughs> Superior Dawson's Creek side. Negative. Well, okay. Let's start. Okay. I, I have several talking points. Okay, good. We'll start with I wanna, number one. I want to tell you I've done no preparation for this. I'm not surprised. I know. And you're but, and you're relying on your own, like, superior 902. I mean, your 902 knowledge is obviously superior to mine. Right. But and my Dawson's Creek knowledge is, is very minimal, having only really watched the first year. But uh, I, I think I can shoot from the hip on my 902 comebacks. Okay. Rebuttals. Question one. Yeah. 
Where would you rather live? Cape Side or Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills. Now, why? Well, I assume that I would be, you know, I would have some money and I wouldn't be, you know, dirt well, poor and living well, in some No, house, but, but like, I wouldn't say that the Walshes lived in a mansion. No, no. But I mean, yeah, they were fine. It's like, I wouldn't be like Andrea living in my dumpy apartment and taking the bus into West Beverly. Yeah, I'm not a small town guy. Okay. I, see, I think, even though I'm a California guy, I think I'd rather live in this little sleepy coastal small town rather than living in L.A. Like, yeah, as much yeah. as I love L.A. and sports teams and stuff, I wouldn't want but, to I mean, live that, in that's L.A. That's why I was specifying. Like, if, if I, you know, for work or something, had to move to L.A. and I wouldn't really know what neighborhoods were good or not and where I would end up and all this stuff. But you know, but I'm saying, so if I'm going to live like the Walshes or something, yeah, I'd be totally fine with that. I could go to the Beverly Hills Beach Club. On the beach in Beverly Hills. But could you take a rowboat to Joey Potter's house? Probably no, not. No, but I could take uh, my 65 Mustang convertible to her house. <laughs> or my Corvette. Okay, next point. Um, and this isn't really a question as much as it is a statement. Mm -hmm. uh, the stars of Dawson's Creek have gone on to much greater success than the stars of 90210. Define success. Well... I'm sure that Ian Ziering has a very success. rewarding family life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, look at look at the you know you have James Vanderbeek, who is currently on an NBC show. Is that show still on? It is. Okay. You have. He's not the star though. He's a star. He's mm. been in. Well, you can name three or four movies he's been in, as opposed to say Varsity Blues. Okay. The one uh, where he's a drug dealer or something. Mm hmm. Rules of Attraction. Yeah, that's it. He was in, uh, he had a cameo in James and Bob. That doesn't count. Sure counts. Well, uh, Priestley had a cameo in Tombstone, a better movie than either of those two. Uh, Joshua Jackson, currently on a Fox show, Fringe. Also, right. you can't debate the, the success of Joshua Jackson, including his current, or his uh, recent stint at Comic-Con. Did you hear about this? I heard something Casey about Con, this. Where yeah. he Across the street Across or the street. Like, a character that hasn't been around for, you know, almost right. ten years, he comes and has Pacey Con right across the street. That's right. pretty awesome. But yeah, but it's also kind of, it's sad, kind of. I mean, it's like Pete Rose at the sports well, store in Vegas. No, you know? it was tongue-in-cheek, but it was still... Can you imagine Luke Perry having a Dylan Con or something? <laughs> if I had known that Pacey Con was going on, I would have made my way down to San Diego. All right, all right. Uh, Michelle Williams, Oscar-nominated. Yeah, but that's such a... Well... Well, uh, Hillary Swank was on Nine or Two and Oscar winner. Okay, but she was not really like a main star on. The show. She was in the credits. Okay, for like a year. Okay, Katie Holmes, crazy but has had success. Katie Holmes locked in a basement <laughs> well, in Tom Cruise's house. Perhaps that's where she should be. <laughs> and Busy Phillips, also nicely done. Um, also, someone wants to weigh in on topic. <laughs> also, currently on a network show. Even though it sucks. Cougar yeah. Town. Was she a main character? Yeah. Oh, okay. She's like one of the three or four main characters, I think. Oh. Well, she was only a main character on Dawson's for a year, right? No, no, no. Multiple years. Okay. Yeah. The last maybe three seasons. Okay, how many seasons were there? Six. Oh, I thought there were like four. No. Okay. The The first three, I think, were in high school, and then it was... It was, you know, the college years. That's how Busy Phillips came into it, because she right. was... Right. I remember... Yeah, I Joey's watched a couple roommate. of the ones in the last yeah. year. 
But all even, right. I mean, you, okay. there's no way you can debate this. No, point. you've got that. I mean, uh, Shannon Doherty was uncharmed, but that's like the last thing she right. did. And uh, uh, what's her name had like a short-lived talk show. Gabrielle Carteris. Yeah. No. Yeah. Brian Austin Green married Megan Fox, but that's like the only thing. Brian he Austin Green, I just read, is going to be on something like Desperate Housewives or something. One of those shows as like the the you know hunky handyman that one of the I think it was Desperate Housewives. And I was like, isn't he forty now? And not hunky. I hope he's not going to do his white rapping. <laughs> um, okay, you got me on that. Okay, I think that maybe the nine or twenty cast came from some more significant roles. Did they? What had any of them done before nine twenty zero? Jason Priestley was on some Saturday morning show about a nun that like adopted kids or something. Yeah, Mother Dowling Mysteries. Yes, <laughs> and uh, Shannon Doherty was on. Some show with Wilford Brimley. I mean, they all they had like done things, okay. not big things. But they had well, done uh, but I mean, yeah. I think that you know the fact that they can move on from Dawson's Creek is not necessarily a point in its favor. If you do nine or twenty oh, and then you're sort of typecast or can't really move on, you've sort of peaked. I mean, look at William Shatner. Was anything after Star Trek as big as Captain Kirk or something? And that's what he's known for. That's like his peak. I think my argument is that if you're a good actor, you can have multiple roles. And you're saying Shatner's not a good actor? <laughs> and that the 90210 cast could only really play those roles and then never really do anything else. Whereas yeah. you have... I mean, you know, Joshua Jackson kind of plays a similar style character in many things that he does. But he's so good at it and he's so likable that he can continue to have that role and, okay. and get jobs. Okay. Um... I would argue that uh, 90210 has more attractive star guests. Definitely. On its show. Definitely. Vanessa Marcel? Case closed. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say 90210? I meant yeah. Dawson's Creek. No, you said 90210. I'm sorry. And I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Who is the attractive guest stars on Dawson's Creek? Allie Larder? She's on like one episode, right? No, she's on multiple episodes. No. Oh. Uh, Brittany Daniel. She was the one who, they hinted that she might be Jen's sister. She was the one who hooked like, up with Dawson else? and like went down on him on when he took the boat. Oh, I and thought he that was Allie Larder. No. Oh. What, what else do I know her from? She was in Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. She's attractive. Uh, well, I, I just can't picture her. Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, she's cute. Sasha Alexander. I don't know who that Current, is. Either. She's currently on that uh, Rizzoli and Isles show. She played uh, Pacey's sister. Um, Jennifer Morrison, who's the girl from House. The main girl from House. Is she the girl that was on Sports Night? No. Okay. No, no, no. That's. No, no. Um, Bianca Kajilch. Who. <laughs> Who was who was actually in Bring It On? She was one of the girls in Bring It On. Was she Dushku? And <laughs> she was not. Then I, then I don't care. Uh, but she is Landon Donovan's wife slash estranged wife. Mm. Like after, remember? I don't know, you know, you didn't, maybe you didn't watch it with us. You didn't watch the U.S. Algeria game. Like, no, but I heard about the afterwards when he got interviewed. He like kind of made a a public plea, like thanking her to kind of try to mend fences and stuff like that. You'd think that after he made this like last-second goal and got super think, famous, she'd right. come crawling back. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, and then other other star guests that weren't necessarily attractive, but good star guests. Uh, 
Scott Foley, Andy Griffith, <laughs> Seth Rogen. Andy Griffith is sort of a... Hey, uh... Harry Shearer. 90210 had a cameo from Burt Reynolds. Mm, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty Top good. Top that, Andy Griffith. <laughs> uh, Mimi Rogers? The... The, uh... Austin Powers? Yeah. The original agent, yeah. whatever? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, how about theme song? Okay. You gotta go with 90210. Why? Do you know the name of the theme song? Yeah, theme from Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> because I, I, you know, I think any show that uses a an existing pop song is sort of a cop out. I think a show should have its own, uh, except this one, should have uh, its own theme song. You know, and and what's more symbolic than the uh, headlock and I would say most shadow great, I would punches. say many great TV shows have a song that maybe wasn't written, maybe like. Wasn't famous already, but but was written before. That wasn't necessarily just written for that show. Like what? Well, like, who's the boss? No, that was written for that show. Are you sure? There was a time when that was, like, part of having a show. They would write some jingle. Okay. And then it would take off, like, Greatest American Hero became a radio hit. Well, I would like to think that, I, if I remember correctly, I don't know that that was that big of a hit before Dawson's Creek. I think Dawson's Creek made it a big hit, and so when we hear it afterwards, it inst- and it is a song that we'll hear right. when we're not just watching that show, and so you hear it on the radio, you're like, oh, Dawson's Creek. Like, it instantly brings back those moments. Yeah, but is it something you would actually want to listen to? Uh, oh, see, here's, here's Let's the thing. Pretend you're in, a, like, stop-and-go traffic, windows down, everyone around you can tell what you're listening to. Are you really going to sit there and listen to three and a half minutes of Paula Cole? If Dawson's Creek didn't exist... Hell no. Right. But because Dawson's Creek exists, hell yes. Because it brings me back to that. So it takes a song that I would normally otherwise hate mm-hmm. and makes me love it. And I think that's what gives it a lot of power. Mm, all right. I, I still like Nino better. Okay. Of course. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, in terms of music, though, Dawson's also, and I'm not sure really about Nino 2 but Dawson's always had like good up-and-coming music that they played, or... Uh, Peach Pit After Dark. Okay, did that introduce, like, bands or whatever? Yeah, they would have live bands. Like, Bare Naked Ladies were on. I mean, they Bare Naked Ladies was used often in uh, right. Dawson's Creek, too. But I mean, and at the end, they kind of entered... I think they might have been the first show that introduced the whole... This was the music that was heard on this week's episode. Remember? Do you remember yeah, that? Like, at the end yeah, of it? Yeah, that's true. Like, and it would show the CDs, and you could go out and buy them and stuff like that. It was, that. like, pre-internet when you couldn't go look up, like, right. oh, what was iTunes? that song? Yeah. yeah. Couldn't hold up your iPhone and Shazam it. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's a good that um, a good thing that shows do. Okay. Uh, despite the fact that 90210 got better ratings overall. Right. I mean, it was a Fox show as opposed to WB, obviously. Right. And lasted 10 years. Dawson's Creek actually scored about twice as high with teenagers as 90210 did. Right. But as, as 90210 progressed, it became more about... You know, young adults. I mean, people getting married and having kids. At the end. But both shows started with the kids as sophomores. Right. Which is crazy if you think about it. Because we think of 9210 so much older. And maybe it's because we were younger when it came out, obviously. But, but... Well, and still, like, I don't have as much tolerance for a high school episode when, you know, when the reruns come on as I do for, like, a later one. You think so? Uh, Personally, me, yeah. For also, na- I, about for yeah. Also, I hate Shannon Doherty. So, um, okay, I want to talk a little bit about the pilot, which is what we we mentioned. Earlier. Let me bring up one point. Though. Okay, uh, this is this is one of my things I actually did think of. Which group would you rather be a part of? 
I feel like the 90210 kids were like the cool kids in school and not to like pat ourselves on the back, but you know, more like us and our group of friends. And I feel like the Dawson's crowd were kind of outcasts. I mean, they had each other and they were tight, but they weren't like, you know, being voted most popular in, in the yearbook and that kind of things. So I, you know, Joey uh, I was made Joey fun won of. Miss Windjammer at the Miss Windjammer that match. That was at school though. <laughs> I mean, right. Joey was made fun of because her dad was a drug dealer and her sister was a whore or something. And, Dawson was just a little nerd with his movies, and you know maybe Pacey had some street cred. And I would see, I would hang out with Pacey over any other character, right? But I'm just saying the the core group of and, kids. And Jen was super dirty, so right. The core group. <laughs> well, she allegedly was yeah, in true. New York, that's but true. like never did anything. It, it well, she got on. knocked up. She had a baby. That was at the end, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Still, I'm just saying. Still, I would rather. Kid. If I had to be part of one of those cliques, I'd much rather be part of the Niner Twinnell crowd. Now, why is that? Because, like I said, that, because they, they were, were perceived as cooler, the more popular. But that's only in high school. In right. college, there's no real such thing as oh, those kids are cooler; those kids aren't cool. Well, these shows debuted in high school. That's what I'm talking about. So that. you're talking about if you were with them in college, I would, in high school. Yeah, I'd rather you know write for the Blaze with Andrea and Brandon. And... See, that's the thing. No one who writes for the school newspaper is cool. Well. Substitute newspaper for yearbook. There's no way Brandon Walsh was cool. There's no way he was cool. There's no way he was cool. <laughs> he had sideburns. <laughs> he showed up in town from Minnesota, and apparently the... Beverly Hills chicks went nuts. Exactly. That's there's no way. If so, he would have had better girlfriends than Emily Valentine. He did have better girlfriends than Emily Valentine. The girl that was on that soap opera he dated. The the freshman he dated senior year, a little questionable, but still. <laughs> So he was and the she, reef. Of she also it was like some kind of whore background. I was like, "You're 12." I mean, how old is a freshman in high school? Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the pilot, which is like I watched it a couple weeks ago, and it maybe a week before ago. before you even start, I'm going to grant you that Dawson's had a better pilot. I, I, it's one of the greatest pilots of any show that I've ever seen. Having watched it again, they they just totally knocked it out of the park. Like. Uh, from the beginning, they introduce, um, you know, they introduce the background and everything. They, right. Jen comes, and there's the whole love triangle already. It's ar- in that first episode is already the one where they go to the movie theater together, and um, almost instantly they introduce the Miss Jacobs character, mm-hmm. the hot teacher, or he, fi- he realizes she's a teacher, and she's not. She's not hot. She was. Uh, you go back. She's. She's not bad looking. She's mom jeans ish. Well, see, that's the thing is. If you look back at both of these shows, some of the fashion is a little bit questionable like right. that. But I'm saying... But she was wearing, like, sundresses and stuff like that. For, not... for those who went to Mariloma, uh, Miss Jacobs looked like Madame Jones. No way! <laughs> yes! Dude, you need to go back and watch no, the first episode. I will. She did. Um, anyway, then Miss Jones was on. Um, nice done, <laughs> Mr. Murphy. Uh, anyway, oh, so by the end of the episode, he has... At the movie theater, he, like... Gets upset with the teacher because right. the other teacher's there, and he gets punched by some other guy. It's awesome. Pacey gets punched in the first episode. Anyway, she you know ends up running into him on the on the pier on the pier. Thank they, you. The Dawson's did have that pier, which was yeah. great for those kind of oh, moments. Definitely. So did and, OC. Nino needed a pier. <laughs> it's too big. Nino had like the Peach Pit parking lot. Yeah. Anyway, he delivers one of the greatest lines ever in television history. I'm the best sex you'll never have. Right. And she kisses him. Like, he gets kissed by this older woman teacher in the yeah, very Well, first he gets episode. statutorily raped. But okay. let's you know, just call it what it is. Okay. 
So it got me thinking about examining the first season of each. Nino never show. had a, a character relationship with a teacher until college. See, there you go. Dawson's was ahead of its time. <laughs> right. Okay, so season one mm-hmm. of Dawson's Creek, here are the main plot themes. Right. Jed moves in next door, and you have the Dawson Jen Joey love triangle. Right. Pacey ends up losing his virginity to this hot teacher by the end of the year, by like midway through the season. Right. <laughs> it's great. Um, also where he joined, he joined the Which, Windjammer beauty pageant. That, oh, that was makes that line even ballsier for someone who's a virgin to be like, I'm the best sex you've right. ever had. Oh yeah. How do you know? Well, he's masturbated a lot, so. <laughs> it's not the same. You'll find out someday. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing though, is he had that confidence. He had his, you know, he had his moral direction that, that he was going to get punched out and do whatever he thought was right. Right. And you know. Anyway, also in that first season, that the end of the pilot where, you know, it's this whole thing about, oh, you know, we're Joey and Dawson, we've slept in the same bed because we were kids, and now we're getting too old to do that, and she's like, oh, you know, unless you can tell me when you walk your dog, uh, right. speaking of masturbation, right. uh, you know, we can't do that, and she leaves, and she's crying, and then he go, tells, you know, everyone to Katie Kirk, and Which, they, uh, yeah, totally. come on, uh, and then they play I'll Stand By You by The Pretenders, and it's like, ah, oh, beautiful I'm, moment. I'm pretty sure Nino also used I'll Stand By You, wow. I'm just saying, it was a good um, song. And then, do you remember what happens after, as she's rowing away? She laughs. Another key plot line, yes, another key plot line that developed for that season? He, she sees the mom kissing her co-ink. Oh, right. Remember the right, mom right, right. had the yes. affair and everything? So that was another key plot line of this first season. Yeah. I did some research with 90210 season one. Okay, let me say this, though. You definitely win the pilot argument, but the 90210 pilot was... was so the, I feel like the Dawson's pilot and episode in two, three, and four, and whatever, they were all kind of filmed continuously. The 90210 one was back in the day where like they would film a pilot and send it to the network's and then it would get picked up, and then they'd start and they'd filming. Have to do more. Because there was a different Jim Walsh in the pilot. They lived in a Ooh. different house. Ouch. Like, it, it was, you know, it's a little disjointed. Yeah, a little and, bit. and in the old days... Who could they have gotten other than James Eckhouse? <laughs> I know, right? I think they went back and refilmed the scenes with... Really? Eckhouse, yeah. Wow. Um, but it was back in the day where the pilot was sort of a separate entity, hmm. and then the show would kind of pick Interesting. up. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Here's some, uh, here's some plot lines of season one. Um, Brandon tries out for the basketball team. <laughs> right, five foot four, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> but I don't know if it's season one, but he also, uh, is that also when he's ice skating? He does the ice skating to I've Had the Time of My Life with the girl? <laughs> hey, it was 1990. What do you want? Uh, he dates the soap opera star. Um, Brenda finds a lump in her breast. Yeah. She's a sophomore in high school, she's, really? She's lame from the get-go. Okay, also, here's another one. Here's something that I think really underscores why, why one of the reasons why we're able to connect better to Dawson's than to 90210. Okay. The, here's You've never a, found a lump in your breast? Here's a plot line. The Walshes let their maid's niece use their address so that she can get into West Beverly. Yeah. Okay, one, they have a maid. Yeah, for like two episodes. <laughs> and, and they need to, you know. Yeah. It just... That's, I don't know. That, that yeah, doesn't but sit well with this was a this was a, the, the late 80s, you know, it was a very time, like, look at uh, uh, Ruthless People or Troop Beverly Hills or Down and Out in Beverly Hills. There was all these movies about, like, how, a lot of obsessions with Beverly Hills. how great it is to be in Beverly Hills and we're super wealthy. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. 
there was a big obsession, you know, Wall Street, not Beverly Hills, but, you know, there was a big obsession with, with money and, you know, we're so elegant. We live in Bel Air, Beverly Hills and all this stuff. And, and yes, the Walsh's was a, you know, a more modest, realistic house. But yeah, I mean, they had a, they had a maid and, you know, all the, all the kids would show up at school and their, you know, brand new Corvettes and BMWs and things. And it was very much like, look at our money, this late 80s extravagance. So was the point of Dawson's Creek that they were like fishes out of water in that sense? The point of Dawson's Creek? I'm sorry, not to know. Yeah, you can't keep them straight. Seriously. Yeah, th- that was, I think that was the intention was these twins from Minnesota show up in this brand new world and like, you know, because if it's just a show about Kelly and Steve and like rich kids being rich. Well, and is that Dallas get, or Dynasty? Yeah, or? that's just going to get lame. Um so when you have the like normal kids, it have like the down home values, or right? Like Brandon's car in the first season was some old brown piece of crap that he called Mondale. It was like a you know Chevy Mondale. Chevette or something. <laughs> but you know they're embarrassed to be there. Why things. did he call it Mondale? Do you know? I don't know. It was Walter Mondale from Minneapolis? I don't know. Who knows? So I mean, my yeah, favorite they were the thing, fish out of water. My favorite thing about Walter Mondale. Is when he ran for president, his vice presidential candidate was Geraldine Ferraro. Right. And one of the nicknames for their for their group that they didn't obviously give themselves was Wally and the Beave. <laughs> That's horrible. I love it. Um, okay, Nino's first season started out rocky, but by the end got good. Brenda thought she was pregnant, which was a great line. Dylan, I'm late. Right. Late for what, Bren? That was awesome. And then it introduced the beach season. Dawson's Creek never had a summer season. The show was so good, there, okay. they couldn't take it off the air for the summer. They had to make new episodes. Which Maybe it was us. like a soap opera where it's just so easy to make episodes because there's no real plot that they can just do it every day. Aaron Spelling, in his infinite wisdom, put an ocean in the middle of Beverly Hills and <laughs> made a beach club. So ridiculous. I mean, I don't know LA that well, but to get from Beverly Hills to the beach has got to be at least like a 45-minute drive. Why would they have a beach club? Yeah, I agree. Um, and and here's the other thing: is if they're supposed to be down home values, how is she getting pregnant in season one? Like it, you know, it, it, because she lost her virginity after the spring fling dance. See, that's this is the thing. D- yes, Pacey has sex early on and is raped. <laughs> Thank you. And Jan like had a past or whatever. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm going to show up in a small town and be like, yeah, fuck around. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be the town whore. <laughs> I think that's a great plan for you. Um, anyway, uh, so at the end of season one, Dawson and Joey kiss. And like, a lot of people were against it. And they're like, oh, you blew all that sexual tension so early right. and everything. But the truth is, uh, neither of those two lose their virginity until like way crazy late. Hey, uh, Joey loses her virginity in season four. Okay. On the senior ski trip with Casey. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's obviously like this sexually experienced guy or whatever. She spends a whole summer with him on his boat and they don't have sex. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of... Yeah, but is that like the censors or something? Well, I don't know. Maybe it was a, a shift more towards, you know, family values or something like that. But I mean, they do end up having sex, so it's right. not like... Plus it's WB, so you know the censors really care true. all that much. Um, but Nino, everyone was getting late except Donna. <laughs> Dawson doesn't have sex until way late, also. Right. So, you know, but but that was Donna. At least was you know I'm Catholic or you know my parents raised me this way right. or whatever. With Dawson and Joey, it's just you know. 
But the, they just can't pull the trigger. I mean, yeah. And here, I mean, that's another great thing is it, it is it introduced that whole idea of a girl climbing through your window. It's like, yeah, that's, dude, that's, that's like cool. the greatest thing ever. I, you know, we didn't think of that kind right. of thing. Although was, there were bushes all around them. They did that on Saved by the Bell, though, right? When Jesse crawling mm. the window of Zach's bedroom. Yeah, that's not the one you want crawling through your window. That's though. I would <laughs> nail that window shut. <laughs> I would paint that window shut. Um. Okay, here's one area where 90210 does uh, far surpass Dawson's. Sideburns? Um, yeah. Uh, the guy bonding. Oh, yeah. Be- and that was, really, that was really a big flaw of Dawson's is, you know, you had the two main guys. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a whole lot of time where they, well, I they remember, competed more than they Yeah, were... I remember early on they'd be hanging out in the movie store. And like, right. they were buddies and stuff, but yeah, then I feel they, like later on they it went by it went quick. Yeah, I feel like yeah. And you know they had another they had they brought the new character in Jack, but he ended up being gay and he wasn't really buddy buddy with them. He was buddy buddy with Jen. Right. And so you very rarely did you have those moments. Like there was one time in season one where Jen's old boyfriend comes in from out of town and they blow off steam and go to this bar out of town somewhere and there's like you know guy stuff. And how old are they? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that's good. That's right. what we needed more of. We needed more of the, you know, as ridiculous it was, the she's a he kind of thing where you have the guys <laughs> getting into trouble, right. independent of girls. They were very like we have to have girls around all the time. And maybe in a well, sense, that's, but, that's something that spoke to us is that we're like, but it was like the main girls, right? Yeah, yeah like yeah. on on Nino, even in the earlier days, yeah, Brandon and Steve went out, met some girls that then stole Steve's Corvette, you know, or the she's a he in right. Palm Springs. Um, yeah, there's definitely more, yeah, male bonding or camaraderie between Brandon, Dylan, and Steve. Okay, here's my big thing. In the end, what I feel makes Dawson's Creek a better show for us mm-hmm. is that despite the fact that one of them took place in California that we're familiar with and the other took place on the other side of the country. North Carolina, I believe? Well, that's where it was filmed, okay. yeah. Oh. We, where was it supposed or, to be? Or maybe it was Delaware. No, it was North Carolina. Uh, yeah. I don't. They didn't specify. No one had an accent either. Actually, I want to say it's Massachusetts. No, I thought it was supposed to be like. I know it was filmed in North Carolina, but South Atlantic, to... whatever Is you it? call that area. Shouldn't everyone been like, hey, let's, let's have some pulled pork and watch NASCAR? Clearly not. Obviously, it just wasn't very real. Um, we were, but we were able to relate to those characters a lot more, even though you know they 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 may not have looked exactly like us because they were wearing like sweaters and stuff like that. <laughs> we don't wear sweaters. <laughs> they were closer to our age, closer to our maturity level, right? And they dealt with problems that we would have dealt with. You know, they like the things. Sometimes the things they said were said in a different way. I'll agree with that early on. Like the first season or something, you know, trying to get the girl and going to watch her in the pageant and things. Like, yeah, that's stuff we would have done in high school. I mean, I, I, I agree with you that Dawson's is probably more realistic slash relatable. Mm. But is that what you want to watch on TV? Or do you want to watch some fantasy life you'd like to be a part of? At the time it came on, it was perfect. It was, it was ju- you know, right. freshman year of college. It was, it was like we were kind of being a little nostalgic about our high school time and yeah. then continuing on it, with where we it were at. It way benefited um, from that. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe someone who's five, seven years older than us may have been relate, able to relate to Beverly Hills 90210 more, but for us, I think Dawson's Creek just came along at the perfect time. I'd say Dawson's Creek is what, when we, were, when we would watch that, we think that's what we were, and I think as a youngster watching 90210, I think that's what I want to be. 
I want to hang out with my friends in college and go to the Peach Pit. When 90210 started, Gabrielle Carteris was 29 years well, old. Well, she wasn't like... <laughs> She wasn't the 29. main. She wasn't the main character, nor and a she fan was favorite in high school. Yeah. How do you? How do you? How, how um, does she? she how was, is she so much better than all the other actresses trying out that you're like, yeah, let's go with thirty year old. She was poor. She lived on the wrong side of the tracks. It takes them longer to get through high school. She was Jewish. Is that the kind of plot twist that you want from Mad Men? <laughs> Turns out <laughs> she's poor. poor. No. Um... Yeah. The other thing is, Dawson's Street repeal, uh, we mentioned this a while back when Robert was on the podcast, our retardedly romantic nature. That's what Dawson's Creek was all about. Yes. All about like how so important each of these moments are. And exactly. I found uh, a couple quotes. Yeah, I don't think Nino had the retardedly romantic no. things. Quote from season one, and this is from actually the, the first episode. When I saw you going for Jen's hand... It's not like I wanted to be the one holding your hand. I just didn't want her holding it. That's like, yeah. that's that's something that we would think about. Something, you know, that, that maybe we would think but not be able to put into words or whatever. Here's the other one. Here's the really retardedly romantic one. It This is Dawson, of course. It's <laughs> agony. Complete excruciating agony. Ugh. It's like your heart has been ripped out of your chest and stomped on. You can't breathe. You don't want to eat. You can't function. It's the most intense pain that you'll ever feel and the worst part is there's no way to relieve it it's unyielding merciless torture and you know that it's yours for life i think nine or two has to win because its leading male characters were actually males <laughs> okay i went to imdib right and on imdib they have memorable quotes mm-hmm. there was like 400 of them for dawson's creek there was like six for 9210. And here's one of the memorable quotes from 9210. Now, according to... I mean, okay, anyone, I'm just anyone saying, can I'm just edit, saying, right? I'm just saying. Any, it's like Wikipedia. Anyone this can is, go in. And this is one of the ones that... I, it wasn't like a short little quote. It was like, this is something that was like a meaningful... Right. A meaningful quote. No matter how crazed and bent out of shape I ever got, you were always there for me, and I'll never forget it. You really are my best friend. Brenda to Brandon. That's a memorable quote? Like... That's that is terrible writing. Well, it's terrible okay. writing. That's like I said. That's, that's memorable. Some, yeah, some fool on the internet logs in and thinks I'm going to enter this for a memorable quote. You think they intentionally did to make Nana Tuna look worse? No, but maybe it had significance for them. Maybe they're a twin that that moved to London with their creepy drama teacher and left their brother behind for the betterment of the show. Who knows? Drama teacher? That's when she left. It was she was oh. nailing her drama teacher and at California University, <laughs> the junior college they all went to, and uh, yeah, Dawson's Creek did not have them all go to the same college, did it? No, actually. So it did that more realistic. Yeah, Dawson went to the West Coast actually, right? And he went to like a film school, USC film school, I think, and then a, uh, they went to I forget the name of it, but it was like a Ivy League. I think it was filmed at Duke. Um, and then you have, uh, you have Pacey who's not going to college, but he's like working in the Boston area at restaurants and stuff like that. So, so they, they splintered the group, but still followed them, which, which is way more realistic. Mm-hmm. Nine or two you knew it was going to happen. You knew they were all going to, through whatever circumstance, wind up at the same school. And you wanted that because you wanted the group to still be together, but it is pretty far fetched that Andrea gets into Yale and winds up at, at a JC in LA, you know. I think also it, the the fact that that so many of the care I mean I know it went on longer, mm-hmm. but by the end of 920, like how many of the original cast were left? Even Brandon wasn't on the last season of 920. Right. 
Dylan was. That that really has to take away a lot of the points for it. Yeah. If we were grading on points for something. Yeah, that's true. But Dylan, Kelly, Steve, uh, Donna, and David, they were all still there. Did they? Did the show get canceled at the end, or did they like, decide, okay, now we're finally going to wrap it up? I can't remember. I mean, they definitely, the last episode was definitely filmed with a, like, this is it. It wasn't like, you know, they just filmed a regular one and then it turns out it didn't get renewed. But I don't know if it was their decision, you know, like like Jerry Seinfeld saying, yeah, we're done now. Or if Fox is like, yeah, you're done now. There's one more thing I want to talk about. uh, I'd say, I'd say Nino had a better finale. Dawson's uh, like, Jen dies. Well, which How is, great which is that? Which is great, but they go <laughs> to the future and whatever, and you know, there's a baby. And, Who goes to the future? On Dawson's. Yeah. And, and Joey and Pacey end up together. It's awesome. And they're watching and they're watching Dawson's show, which is exactly the same. It's called The Crete. At the end oh, of Nino, Dylan and Kelly wind up together. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> and Mrs. Teasley is there. I mean, you know, where was the high school principal for the important life's moments yeah. of Dawson's Creek? Yeah. Um, okay. I think, and you're going to argue tooth and nail, I think, with me on this one. I think the parents on Dustin's Creek were better. No, no, no. And here's why. They they both, <laughs> they casted attractive parents. The Flash. The Flash, <laughs> who is like super ripped guy. And in, in the beginning, they're so all obviously like... obviously not Dawson's father. Right, exactly. Super masculine. Uh, the mom actually the, slept with uh, John Ratzenberger. <laughs> I think he, she just slept with a vagina. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like they were attractive parents, but they had the controversy with the affair. And so they were like trying to make up for it by like having sex in the house all the time yeah. and everything. Oh, that's great. That? That was great. Maybe looking back at it now, I'm closer to the age of the parents than to the kids. And right. So I, you know, I don't know. What it's, a, what it's a, okay, now. so there was Dawson's parents. Right. There was Jen's grandma. Right? Who, who gets who gets better as the show goes along? She was very one dimensional at the was, beginning. And, uh, what's her name's jail dad? Right. And and but she's raised by Nina Rapita. which is her sister. Her sister. And then Bessie. Pacey's dad was the sheriff or something, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Kind of abusive, like, doesn't yeah. doesn't appreciate him. Okay, you're telling me that's better than Jim and Cindy Walsh. Well, I'm mostly comparing Jim and Cindy Walsh to the... Um... You want relatable, though. I'd say Jim and Cindy Walsh. Okay. Much more okay, closer right. to our parents... You're right. Than, that's true. ...than whatever their names were. The Learys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gail and Mitch. You got Kelly's mom with, like, her modeling days and coke habit past, but then she's, like, a really good mom. You've got... Felice, uh, oh. Donna's mom, who's super oh, bitch, the worst. but like it was a good character because you knew yes. she was going to be the worst. You knew she was going to. She was kind of like Grams. No, she was much. Did Grams give uh, Ray Pruitt ten thousand dollars to never see Donna again? <laughs> no. Uh, and but then you had Donna's dad, who was like super nice and doctor and like didn't really like her. And then she had the affair. Remember when they went to see Color Me Bad? I do remember that. Graham's actually ended up with an older African American gentleman by the end, though. I know. So she obviously hated him. She was, wasn't she a big racist? <laughs> no. Uh, you had David's dad, who was lame but super lame. Still a good character. Uh, How is he a good character? He's lame. You had Dylan's dad. I don't even remember Dylan's dad. Dylan's dad, the mob banker that blew up in the limo oh, right. and then showed up years later using the alias from The Natural or something. Come on. You're right. Nine Twenty is more relatable. <laughs> Mob banker who fakes his own death Dylan's and comes mom, back. The weird, uh, the weird Hawaii, you know, new lifey lady. 
My final Way better my final statistic for you. Okay. From 1997 to 1999, its first three years of existence, uh-huh. Dawson's Creek was voted by the Parents TV Council as the worst program. Oh, okay. I thought I was, I was going to say best. I was going to be like, that means it's lame. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect for us as 18 to 20 year olds. Worst the parents, program? Well, at, in terms of like... What else was on in these years? That's term, what I want to know. In terms of like, you know, good for family values. Right. Yeah. Well, obviously. Um, but yeah, so it's like, oh, Dawson's Creek, too into... They're talking about sex all the time. Worse than like, like NYPD Blue? Well, as a show that kids would watch. Oh, as a show that appeals to kids. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. What was But the that's great. It was like, we're trying to break free of our parental... They they can't you know. have loved Nino. But I think maybe by that time, kids weren't watching anymore. Well, did the parents' council exist in 1991? I mean, I'm saying... I don't remember watching Nino 2 and all that much. Freshman year of, co- of, of college. Yeah, we did. I did. We didn't watch it the first half of the year. Because <laughs> we didn't have a TV. Well, we didn't watch. Dawson. It wasn't until Dawson's Creek came around that we're like, we must have a television. No, that... television became necessary for us because of Dawson's Creek. Ouch! And an NFL playoff. That's a good argument. That, but I, I think it was also just we. That was lived. my ace in the hole. <laughs> That's your uh, atomic bomb. Yeah, I've got one for you. Uh, okay. Yeah, Ooh, boy. that that was that was yes. We'd seen all those billboards. We were very excited about it. But it was also we need to go buy a ten-inch TV. Oh, Jesus, I know. <laughs> my laptop monitor was bigger than that TV. It was also like we'd lived there three months with no TV and, uh, you know, we kind of burned some bridges with people who knew that had TV. And <laughs> it, was, it was more like, yeah, it's time. But, uh, but yeah, Dawson's Creek and the Super so, Bowl were uh, big parts of you it. You want to call it a coincidence? <laughs> yeah. All right. It was just a, a convergence of a lot of different things. So, so Dawson's Creek led us to get a TV. Here's my uh, atomic bomb for you. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. <laughs> Nino had Tiffany Amber Thiessen. <laughs> That's true. And even better than Say by the Bell because the Nino Tiffany Amber Thiessen had breasts. Okay. We, we could have a whole Tiffany Amber Thiessen podcast. And we should. Uh, <laughs> the, Maybe we could uh, call her. <laughs> I would argue that the people... Well, not right now. If you watch... She's on White Collar. Oh, okay. They sh- the only times they show her, it's like kind of blurry and they have this fake green screen behind her. She's got to be hugely pregnant because she looks uh, super puffy and everything. They need to just have her on the phone or something and not show her. She looks terrible. <laughs> she should be like Charlie. Yeah, she looks terrible right now. Let her have her baby and yeah, yeah. then come back. Anyway, um, her peak was the Saved by the Bell uh, Vegas one where they get where there's the marriage in Vegas. Which was like the last ever yeah. episode of Saved by Because the Bell, right? she had gotten her boobs right. but she was still Kelly Kapowski because Kelly Kapowski is the better character over Valerie Malone. Yeah, that's true. Kelly Kapowski is like the one we but want. But Aaron Spelling bought and paid for those boobs. <laughs> he sure did. Whoever the producer of Save the Bell was. But, I would, to do with it. but I would say that she she was not at her height of decentness <laughs> during the whole time. I, I would say she had a peak and then she was kind of, you know, because she reached that peak. And so yeah. you got her at the peak, but the whole time she was moving downhill. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, obviously, but you had some good times with the peak in the she's a he one when they, at the end Brandon and Valerie hook up, mm. pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thiessen's obviously better than anything Dawson's had, but right. um, you know, watching those first few episodes and seeing who we originally saw Katie Holmes as, 
we saw her as kind of untapped, unlimited potential. You know, her mm-hmm. cute little smile. Her we wonky did, eye. We, we didn't see her as, you know, her weird face and penchant for being psycho in the future. Or, right. Or, you know, falling in with Scientology or whatever. Right. We saw her as, like, this could be the next great star. And, and she truly was, like, the best girl next door. Definitely. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't think we're ever going to agree, but I'd say Dawson's, yes, more relatable, but I would rather watch 9 or 2 and 0. I think you need to give Dawson's a little more chance. Maybe I need to give 9 to a little more chance. Maybe but, you do. Um, yeah, maybe you should it, it, pick out your favorite 920 episode. Okay. It, could it be the cheesy one? It very well okay. could be. We should, we should come back and, and you need to watch, we'll watch the pilot of Dawson's and we'll watch the she's a he episode and we'll, we'll kind of see, you know, if that is the peak of the show. Right. It's kind of sad to think that Dawson's peaked the first episode, but it right. set a pretty high precedent. Um, you know, what was better at its peak. Yeah, that's that's a decent idea. Decent non-sports idea. <laughs> Sartor's probably like, yes, just keep coming with these things. I love them. Okay, um, I think I went through all of my all of my arguments for the most part. Well, if you think of more, we can do uh, one. The last one was it. continuity. Um, there's no one who appears in every 9-20 episode. Well, these are your stupid IMDb facts or something. There's got to be someone that appears in all of them. Steve? I doubt it. Steve or Kelly? They were on the whole time. Dawson actually doesn't appear in all episodes. Joey's the only one that does. Right. Because I thought there you was that... like storyline continuity or something. You mean yeah. just showing up for work continuity? Yeah. There was there was that episode. It was like an all-Joey episode where she goes to this ATM at night and this guy mugs her and he ends up getting hit by a car and she finds out that like... He's got this wife and kids, and he's trying to like get money to get back in good graces with them, and it's, it's kind of a terrible, terrible episode. But she's yeah, it sounds it, so. like it. They like try to do something. This is special. the show you're advocating for. Uh, yeah, I know. Kelly it was, was in a cult led by a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> See, that's gotta be worse. That's gotta be worse. <laughs> no, those were good episodes. All right, all right. Agree, agree to disagree. Yes, definitely. Um, but we can agree that uh, Mad Men will be better than neither of those shows. No, yeah, but we can't agree that teen dramas are some of the best television. You know, I we want... should somehow fold OC into this whole mix. Uh, All right, that that just became like porn essentially. I feel like like porn. Yeah, like it. <laughs> uh, I I wonder if there will ever be another teen drama that we like, or if that we're just too old. I feel like we're we, too old, and we just I mean, have I, to we have to rely on these like. I embarrassingly gave the new Nino a try, and it was just horrible. Well, but maybe it's just that it's horrible. But if, maybe it's if just that these shows were horrible, also. And that if we you were look right at us. like the teen plot lines of that, like I, I liked the scenes that had Jenny Garth or something in them, or Nat. Oh, yeah. By the way, Dawson's had no Nat. Yes. Um, give me a minute to think about that. Anyways, my point is, uh, if if that is indicative of current teen plot lines, oh, it's just horrible. I couldn't watch it. It was like spending time with actual teenagers. Yeah. But I think we're just too old. And maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, Mad Men is more appropriate for men of our age and... If not decade. Yes. Since it's 50 years ago. There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, I think that went pretty well. Clearly, I was the victor. Negative. <laughs> but that was definitely a TV podcast. Yes. So that's a TV podcast. That's a TV podcast. Yeah.